Welcome to the only podcast for piano teachers just starting out, Piano Teacher Primer. My name is Angela Toon. Keep listening for the prime pro tips you can use with your own students right away. Sneak peek and why. So I wanted to give you today a sneak peek into the Piano Teacher Primer course and why I created it. What is my why behind doing this scary thing of videoing myself and putting it out into the world? Why would I do such a thing? Well, I've been teaching my own students how to teach. I've had a few students who've gone through my program and who are older now, they're in high school or college, and they were getting excited about teaching too. Some of them were already teaching their younger siblings. And I thought, I wanna give them everything. They've been with me. My students have been with me all these years, but there's things as a teacher that I can teach them and show them why I do certain things and how to come at it from the teacher point of view and not from the student point of view. So rather than spend a bunch of time with them in the after school hours, I filmed myself during the school hours, like while my kids are at school and was very brave. And I've been making these videos, right, of what I would say to my own students. And not just what I would say, my own students have seen these videos and it's helped them teach my own students. So how we set it up is I have a, older student who teaches some of my younger kids every other week. And then I have the student the next week and then I can see what the student teacher has written and then I have feedback for him or her and then and then I also communicate with the parents and it has just been a win-win all around. The students get a break from me and they get this fun young girl to listen to them and I just think some of my students have thrived even more, so it's been a lot of fun. Um, And yeah, I wanted to do something during the school day. It's been really interesting as my kids have gotten older and have been in school all day, and I have some time with them after school, but then I'm teaching in the after school hours. I have some flexibility, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, where I can move some things around and attend a soccer game once in a while, and of course my Saturdays are free for all the soccer games. Um, But this allows me to do something during the school day so that so that I'm not just teaching in the after school hours and taking all my time there. So why did I create each portion of the piano teacher primer? So I'm going to share each section, each video portion that is in the course and then why why I included it. And then at the end, I'll share why I didn't include some things, okay? So number one, the first section of the course is called Getting Started. And I wanted to have a little video, a little section that is things to do before you actually start teaching. And just some preparation type things, some ways to find students, some things that have worked for me, some things that have worked for others, just some preparatory items and tools that you're going to need. Of course, post-it notes are included on that list because I am obsessed with post-it notes and it was back to school season, so I just went to the store and got some more post-it notes. Yes, I did. 
of course. And I love all the sizes, right? I love the little ones I can stick in the music and write on. And I love the big ones so that if they forget their notebook, I can write on a post-it note and stick it right on their music. So it's not a loose paper that's going to inevitably get lost. And things that you need to think about before you get started. Some decisions that you need to make before starting to teach piano. So that's the first video, getting started, okay? The second one is called Keeping Track. And I really wanted to, with this section, reassure uh, beginning teachers that the business side is not a big deal. I think some potential teachers shy away from teaching piano because they worry about the business side and charging people and it's uncomfortable and do I need a business license and do I have to do all these tax things. Uh, so I hope that this video will show you that it's actually very simple and I give a few suggestions that were given to me and some of which were given to me recently. I will share an update here. I do use Venmo, but the Venmo business account does charge a fee. Uh, but if you use Zelle, Z-E-L-L-E, you can send money bank to bank. It's right in my banking app, actually, that I'm able to send to another bank account. I think is how it works, but it kind of works like Venmo and there's no fee. So that's another thing that is not in the course because I learned about it later and tried it later that, uh, that you can use. So it really is not a big deal. And I share in there how I charge and why I charge what I do. Um, I don't share numbers because every area is specific. Like I don't share exactly what I charge, but like for instance, I'll just share on here. I do try to have the, I do have the parents pay the same amount every month. And then that pays for a certain amount of lessons through a semester. Okay, the next section that I include in the Piano Teacher Primer course is called Books to Use. And the reason I included this one is because if you learned piano a long time ago, and maybe the books you learned out of you didn't love, and maybe they weren't great, I can give you some other options and some reviews of some of the most popular methods. There are many more methods that I don't include in this, in this section of the course. So you can do some more research, especially some of the newer ones that have come out. I just haven't tried them. But I share not only my own experience with some of these methods, but also some of my other colleagues and friends and why they have chosen certain methods. And I also share certain methods might be good for certain students. So some students may be super bright and they may need a faster moving method or even skip songs. And another student who is a slower learner or a younger might lean toward a different method that goes a little slower in the concepts. I also share in here some of my favorite supplementary composers. And so you can do, you can take my suggestions and then you can listen to some of these uh, composers and pieces and find what you like and what works for your students. And then I go into classical and some of my favorite go-tos for classical music. And I start classical music quite early so that it's not a big deal later and they've already been doing it. 
Um, I share also that I participate in the Federation of Music Clubs solo festival each year, and that requires, after a certain level, a classical piece. So I use um, a lot of those books for that, and then that helps keep me going in the classical repertoire. Um, and then I do allow my students to play and to bring some fun things that they want to do, whether it's Disney or jazz or country or Broadway or I do uh, allow in my studio and it's very fun to play some of these other things. Sometimes the rhythms are way hard in the pop music, right? And sometimes the things they bring me are too difficult for them. And so I explain how, hey, let's just simplify it for you. Take out some left hand, um, whereas previously I didn't do that. But over the years, I realized if they're really excited about it, we want to go with that excitement and make it work for them. Even if it means crossing out notes here and there, but I would not cross out notes in classical music. Okay, the next section of the course I think is the best one. It's called Teaching Tips, and it was a longer video, so I actually broke it up into two videos. And it is not just the housekeeping items and not just the nitty gritty things that you need to get done, but it is the fun part of teaching, I really think, because, um, because I don't just want us to barely teach the notes. I want to teach them efficiently. And we want to go beyond the notes to make the music sound awesome. And then we want to throw in some games, especially for the younger students. So I share some games that I play with them, things that you can just make on, on your own. They don't take a lot of um, prep or purchasing anything. They're just these quick DIY games that you can pull out and play anytime in the middle of a lesson if you have a wiggly student. It happens, let me tell you. Um, and I share how to teach note reading in an effective way and how to teach rhythm in an effective way, Think ways that make it stick in their brains. And I'm still learning too. So even since recording this, right, I had Terry Peterson on the podcast. I think it's episode 34. And she shared her note rating tricks with me. And so I'm trying some of those now and seeing how those work. So we're always learning. We're always growing as piano teachers. And this section will give you some of the best tools. You'll have a full ammunition, uh, a tool belt here of things that you can use and ways to teach that will be sticky, that will be long lasting, that will be fun to teach. And then maybe you can take these ideas and add your own spin on them, add your own creativity. So teaching tips is <clears throat> where the real gold is. Then final video is recitals. And I for sure had to include this, why? because recitals are a beautiful celebration of the learning process. I even did a Zoom recital in 2020 and the kids and the parents got online and we shared videos that they had previously sent me of the, piece of the pieces that they had worked on in lockdown. So it was a really fun event. And then they also shared a picture of some of the things that they did non-piano related during lockdown. So one of them had learned to bake a certain thing and another one went on an outdoor adventure that they wouldn't have otherwise done, things like that. So it was fun also to get to know each other. So if you teach online, you can still do 
kind of a recital thing like that and share what the students have been working on. And this recital video is like, why do recitals? What? How? When? I don't remember the order right now, but it's it walks you through the planning process of putting on a recital. It can be stressful. Um, and when you've got all the parents in front of you there, it can be nerve wracking. Another thing related to my last episode where I talk about play the piano and don't forget to play yourself. I try to perform at my students' recitals. Am I always memorized? No. Do I? Am I always perfect? Heck no, I have mistakes in there. But I love to perform at my students' recitals, even though it makes me nervous, because it shows the kids that yes, even teachers make mistakes and it's okay. And the beautiful music, they can just go, wow, I wanna be that good someday and show them what's possible. And, and it gives you credibility with the parents too. And it's just a fun way to keep my skills going. Um, when I'm stressed out with Federation Festival, I don't always perform. But like I chose something just last week for the Halloween recital that's coming up. So I'm really excited. Stay tuned. It's going to match my costume. So it's going to be very, very fun. So how to put on recitals. That is why I include this because I just think some kind of celebration is vital to the learning process of piano. Okay, so there you have it on the sneak peek of each video in the Piano Teacher Primer course. I will mention too, each video has some uh, PDF downloads that you can download and print and use in your own studio like the pages that I actually write on. Oh, there's a recital planning checklist. And finally, I intentionally cut back this Piano Teacher Primer course to the basics of what you need to get started. When I was a new teacher, I remember the overwhelm. And I would see presentations of pedagogy and I would sometimes be overwhelmed and not know what they were talking about and not feel qualified to do what they were saying and not qualified to teach the pieces they were talking about. And I remember having little kids and being like, I do not have the bandwidth to incorporate this elaborate program into my piano teaching. So I get it. And because of that, I decided with the Piano Teacher Primer course to keep it the basics that you just need to get started. And then I have some other things that can help you along the way. I have a video that's totally free, how I teach a first piano lesson. And then I also have how I teach scales masterclass. And I have some more masterclasses coming down the pipeline. So stay tuned for those. Okay. So the Piano Teacher Primer course, it's only 98 bucks. And I did that on purpose too. The why of that is so that lots of teachers can easily be reimbursed in a month or two by starting to teach. You will immediately be reimbursed for this course by the students that you take on. The parents will pay you and you'll be reimbursed just like that. So that, and if you'd like a video sneak peek, into the course, head to my Instagram, AngelaTune underscore, and I will have a video reel of the Piano Teacher Primer course, and that will give you a visual 
of what it actually kind of looks like. So you'll find all of this on my website, angelatune.com. And thanks for being with me today. Are you having as much fun with this podcast as I am? Are you getting some actionable tips? Help more beginning piano teachers find us by leaving a rating and a review. On Apple, you just scroll down to the bottom and click on the stars. And on Spotify, you click the three dots near the top and click rate show. Also visit AngelaToon.com for free videos, downloads, courses. Together, we'll change the world one student at a time.